Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, I'm Jason, and I support GenX Grown Up on Patreon. You should do the same, because the world just needs more GXG to make it a better place. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to donate to the cause. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And, of course, George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In early 1966, a campy, dynamic duo hit our TV screens, and it changed superhero media forever. Adam West, Burt Ward, and a parade of celebrity guest stars brought a comic book to life in a way we'd never seen before. In this episode, we're taking the Batmobile on a cruise through Gotham as we remember the 1966 ABC television series Batman. No, 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 I was trying not to do that. Right. It's all you could do to not start humming the Batman theme. Don't fight it. It's time to finally let it go. This is the appropriate time to do that finally. We're there. There you go. And it says it only has one word in the whole song. It's easy. Right. I know the lyrics. I can sing along. It's so easy. Before we get into that, and that's going to be fun, it's time for some fourth listener email. One of my favorite parts of the show. It feels like we've been talking a lot about Mike Coe, our recent new supporter, but he wrote into us. Actually, just before he became a Patreon supporter, he dropped us an email. Mm -hmm. uh, And our email this episode, our fourth listener, is in fact Mike Coe. Subject line of his email is greetings. Nice and generic. And George, (laughs) you're going to like this one because he's defending you. Hmm, (gasps) Those are the best emails ever. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Can we skip it? Just get to Batman? (laughs) Luckily, those sorts of emails are delightfully rare, so we don't have to do very many. (laughs) Puss bucket, son of a... Here's what Mike Coe said. Hello, Gen X grownups. Longtime lurker, first time caller. I have been listening to your guys' podcast on iHeartRadio for quite a while now, but decided it was time to jump in and join and participate and support. All of which he's done, by the way, in spades. Thanks, Mike. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Now that I have, I don't know why I didn't earlier. (laughs) Anyways, I continue going back to listen to past podcasts that I hadn't heard. Yeah, no, that's you know that's yeah. the neat thing. If it's new to you, it's new, right? There's yeah, tons right. of stuff in the back catalog that you'd be surprised. And there's a couple hundred for you to go back and find. Yeah. So no kidding, there's plenty yeah. out there. <laughs> if you ever miss us, there's plenty of recordings of us being fools. No shortage. <laughs> Mike goes on to say, now it seems many like to be on the Attack George bandwagon, Ah, but on the Roadside Attractions Backtrack podcast, wow, that's a a deep cut. That's going back a ways. Mo mentioned the haunted Remington house, and John quickly jumps in to back Mo up. I remember that. Yes. George wisely didn't comment, (laughs) as the house you're referring to is actually the Winchester Winchester House House in San Francisco. Okay, so here's the question. Did George know better and just let (laughs) us flounder 
Or did he just not say anything because he didn't know better? George loves mm. correcting us, so I don't think it's the first one. <laughs> That's a good point. I think if he knew the difference, he would have jumped in. You know, considering how old the podcast is, I really don't have a memory of that exact moment. Oh, he's going to plead ignorance. I know that it's the Winchester house, yes, yeah. but... It's likely that I probably just didn't pick up on it at the time. Okay. Well, the CIA, that's very magnanimous. He he could have thrown us under the bus, Mo. Yeah, he could have easily. Like, I just let you fools look dumb. That's yeah. <laughs> we can do that on our own. We don't need your help, George. Yeah. We can look like fools. With no that's what I keep saying. I can't believe it. Did we call it the, we must have called it the Remington House. I've not listened to that in forever. Yeah, I haven't listened you know. to that one forever. They're both gun manufacturers, so. Partial credit. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. I think so. uh, thank you, Mike. He wraps it up by saying, guys, keep up the great work and remember for every podcast you make there's a fourth listener and beyond ah. fourthly yours mike <laughs> cool very cool thanks mike hey thanks again mike for writing in we love it every time the fourth listener writes in hey if you're listening and we're like your email feature here on the show it's so easy just hit us up at <laughs> podcast at gen x we read every single one and most of them like mike's make the show all right guys it is time to get in to some batman 66 right after this break stick around Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Week after week, the Cape Crusader copes with the tricky traps of vicious villains. Will the time arrive when the Cape crime fighters come too close to the jaws of death? Holy metronome, what a fate. Punched in the player piano rolls. Watch Batman in color on ABC. Now's your chance, George. Yeah. Sing. I don't want to sing the song. <laughs> it's one of those earworms that never goes away for like a week I know. and a half. I will be whistling this all day long and singing yeah. Batman, Batman. I know, right? <laughs> wow, what a show. So Batman 66, as it's often nicknamed, it was just called Batman. <laughs> yeah, there was no 66. Batman. But there have been so many iterations since that now it's nicknamed Batman 66. Premiered on ABC Wednesday, January 12th, 1966. I wonder if that was a good time slot on a Wednesday. And was it an evening or was it an afternoon? 7.30 in the evening. Yeah. yeah it was a primetime show. Yeah, primetime. That's right. Yep. So we'd never seen anything quite like this. We had seen Superman. It had a series, but it was super straight laid. Oh, yeah, very serious. This came out of the 
the very mod kind of hippie era of the 60s. And it was so deliciously campy and bright, garish colors. It was stuff that I know I had never seen before and maybe nothing quite like it since. It reminded me a lot of what was that variety show that came on where the people popped out of doors and stuff? Uh, Smothers Brothers, maybe? or uh, Laugh-In? Laugh-In. 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Reminded same kind me of, of sensibilities a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that same kind of like I just expected cameras zoom in and out <laughs> stuff with people dancing and Austin right. Powers peeks his head in from the side. Maybe <laughs> you, you bet your bippy, right? Something crazy <laughs> like that's happening on it. Well, it was aired on ABC. They were considering developing shows based on other comic book characters because it's like, well, hey, Superman did OK back in the day and black and white. We're going to do something new. Uh, they settled on Batman because Superman and Dick Tracy, which were their first choices, they were not available. They couldn't get the rights. Yeah. So oh. they just kind of went, eh, all right, I guess <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll do Batman, whatever. Who's our third choice? Batman. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe fourth or fifth. Who knows? And they looked yeah, around. Really. It was the last thing that they could snatch up. <laughs> I'm surprised that, A, nobody had tried to do a Batman show previously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Superman, why that one was one of the first ones, because he's of Superman. Course. That's the yeah. hero Truth, that Justice everybody way. knows, yeah. right? You're playing to the biggest audience was Superman, but right. Batman was a really close second. Even back in the 50s and 60s, his comic book was super popular. I'm very surprised. It had been around for a quarter century at the time, right? Yeah. Why, would, why would nobody tried it yet? You know, it's yeah. crazy. Maybe they thought it was too dark. I mean, his parents get killed and, you know. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe just they think because they were pretty apple pie vanilla kind of stuff back then. <laughs> I mean, Superman was kind of dark, too. His whole planet had blown up, but. That's even worse than your parents getting shot. <laughs> yeah, but those are aliens. You know, <laughs> right. My parents, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <everyone> <laughs> my parents ever knew. Oh, he's an alien. It doesn't. Aliens. Wow. Wow. Way to be earthist, Mo. <laughs> is that a new thing now? It is. I just made it up. Right. <laughs> ABC hired producer William Dozier, who was actually a, a very tenured producer in television. He had done a lot of stuff before. He had never read a Batman comic book until he got involved <laughs> in this. That explains a lot, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> interestingly, so he did. So was it a really different slant on the Batman, which you said, George, was very dark and this mm-hmm. was very bright and very. It was garish almost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, I want to say cartoony a little bit. Oh, yeah, it, it was. I think cartoon was cartoony. But, you know what I mean? Cartoony, not like comics, more like yeah. cartoons, like a mm-hmm. like a slapsticky kind of like stuff. Like a Hanna-Barbera thing. or <laughs> Right. It was comic-y, but not in comic book form, although right. mm-hmm. very similar to comic books of the day, but more comic strip form, like what yes. you might expect yep. to see in the paper. Mm-hmm. This was initially planned to be a, a movie about Batman that was going to launch a right. series. That was the idea. Okay. So they were going to air it in mid-66, and then Batman would launch in the fall of 66 when the new TV shows came out. However, ABC they were not doing great. Their primetime shows were all floundering and they were getting crappy ratings. And so they told Dozier, I said, this is like, hey, let's instead of doing this movie, let's kick the thing off right away. So they aired it in January of 1966 as a mid-season replacement. Like, you're ready? Let's just start the series. Wow. Got nothing to lose. Kind of hit the ground <laughs> running. They had to get going. That's right. I can't imagine. No, you're planning for a movie in mid-year and they're like, let's just get going six months ahead of time. Oh my I, goodness. Yeah, well, and especially back then, everything was kind of still being developed in television. Like I know television has been around for a long time, but 
TV series and developing new stuff and everything, it was still kind of, you know, like playing it off the cuff almost. And to have that decision thrown at you six months earlier. And Batman isn't a, hey, a couple guys talking at a cafe. I mean, there are props and sets and costumes and vehicles and things you had to get going. They invested a ton, a ton of money into it. Did I hear right that it received like some terrible like reviews early on or like the customer response where it was terrible or something? Terrible reviews, even now. (laughs) But nobody cares now, right? right. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I would be shocked if they didn't have a really hard time lining up advertising spots for that show. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. The last thing that had been on the air, I don't remember, I think was probably the Dick Tracy series. Well, maybe you, you say you say tough selling advertising. You're saying before it aired. Once yeah. it started. It, well, it, even right, once it, it started, though, I right. mean, I would imagine as a sponsor back then in 66, could, yeah. that thing would have looked a little too provocative to associate my brand with. Well, eyeballs are eyeballs. When that started, when it started yeah, picking up steam. Well, once it, yeah, once it started yeah. drawing in right. millions and yep. millions, then I'm reevaluating as yeah. an advertiser. Yeah. We don't care about our image now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they said it got the worst test audience scores in the history of ABC. Wow. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Okay. Worst test audience scores. But they went ahead and aired it because, like I said, they'd invested so much money in it, it was too late to scrap you gotta it. you got to get something out of it. They needed yeah. something for midseason replacement. They had already moved up the schedule. They're like, nobody's going to like it. Let's just put it on the air, get it over with. But, oh no, it was lightning in a bottle. Turns out. You wonder then, too, because it got the worst audience test scores, did they know how to pick the audience for the show for those tests? What was the, the audience, right? Was it stuffy old, like, I say, this is not uh, television. This is, or, right, right. bring in some kids or, or comic book like fans that. or, you know, what it is had it? To be Who kids. are you aiming at? This had to be a kids-aimed show the way it came off right. because we all watched it and we're going to talk about that in a little while, yep. but it wasn't something my father said, hey, Batman's on. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. It wasn't, you know. <laughs> no, my father was like, oh, I see you're watching Batman again. When is yeah. that over? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Although it's funny how back then it's like we put too much money in it. You know, like I guess the concept of sunk cost didn't really matter to them. But today it's like they get the millions like, oh, it sucks. Cancel it. You know, yeah. <laughs> they can cut bait now a lot yeah. faster because they have a lot more options for content now. Yeah, I think. So they do. The only yeah. thing they had in the pipe. They're like, that's the only thing we got. <laughs> and you're only three networks back then True. too. So right. there's not these production houses. Competition was concentrated, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And yep. They were big companies, so they could do pretty much whatever they wanted. And they, I don't think they had a lot of ideas being pitched. And television was still, it wasn't new, but it was still. It was in its infancy. It was, it infancy, was like a teenager, yeah. right? It was just getting yeah. going. It had got, it got its legs. It knew what it was doing, but it was still figuring out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Well, we mentioned it's kind of lightning in the bottle, and I think a lot of that is due to the casting. Now, we'd mentioned at the beginning, Adam Weston, Burt Ward, and a lot of celebrity guest stars, True, but God, let's yeah. focus right now on the reason that it was such a hit. I want to start with the big two, I think, that you think about, the dynamic duo. Adam yeah. West, first of all, Bruce Wayne, and Batman. I mean, I don't know, remember all the actors that were in television and film back then. Of course, film didn't cross over to TV or whatnot. I know that was a Not big much. taboo mm-hmm. back then, but... But I still, to this day, I can't see anybody else in the Batman 66 role other than Adam (laughs) West. He had the deep baritone voice, the serious attitude, but still 
was like almost like he would break the fourth wall but wouldn't type of attitude Mm -hmm. he was perfect do you think he has such a such a serious demeanor about him that Mm -hmm. that made it more ridiculous it did (laughs) it was almost like he was serious and then he went over serious which made it funny (laughs) Right. right it was so serious you've seen interviews with him since then where he said now i don't know if it's true but he said that that was a conscious decision to try and play it so serious that it was going to be slightly funny. Yep, yeah, can't yeah. Be, yeah. And he always had that glint in his eye, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, and you're right, he's not breaking the fourth wall, but he's almost winking at me. He's like, right. you <laughs> know how ridiculous this is, don't you? We're doing it. <laughs> and he just played it straight. Yeah. You see this dumbass stretch pants costume I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yep. And he wore it in no muscle suit, no nothing. That nothing. was just him. You know, he's like a nice slender guy and he's not like he's superhero physique. Yeah, like pipe cleaners for arms, you know, no thigh <laughs> muscles whatsoever. The man couldn't jump to save his life. But he was our Batman. He Heck, was. Yeah. He would kick all those guys' asses. We're going to talk about the guest stars <laughs> later on and everything. And it's easy to understand why, because the people he cast as the villains were just as awkward and not physically present. <laughs> Wonderfully was. so. That's right. Like, these shouldn't be the stars of your show, but by God, they are, and they were great, right? <laughs> not in these roles. Not as we know not, right, right, superhero right, right. movies and TV shows right. today. <laughs> Many of them celebrities in their own right, but yeah. right, they're oh, not yeah. supervillains, right? <laughs> so producer William Dozier cast uh, West as Bruce Wayne and Batman as Alter Ego. Partly after seeing West perform as a James Bond-like spy in a Nestle Quick commercial. That tracks. <laughs> oh, my God. That totally tracks. Really? <laughs> to me, yes. it does. He was kind of acting like a super spy. Like he was smuggling this Nestle Quick or whatever. It was just a black and white ad. <laughs> I mean, just with that voice, the way he carries himself, I can see that. Right. It's like, oh, he gets it. He can pull off the thing that I see, right? Right. It's like the guy who does the M&M's commercials at the beginning of movies who passes them the top secret file yeah. right. that he's sitting on the park bench. It's like yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. getting cast as the next James Bond. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but because he's like, oh, because, oh, we saw what you did in the M&M spot. Right. That's perfect. <laughs> you, you could pull off that trench coat. You're good. <laughs> you play Cloak and Dagger. Great. <laughs> that trench coat fits you like yeah, a glove. The way, it, the way you have it up around your neck is perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, unlike Robin, who we'll talk about in a second, had a lot of people vying for the role. Dozier only had two people in mind for the role of Batman or Bruce Wayne. And that was Adam West, who ultimately got the role. And the other mm. was Lyle Wagner. Oh, wow. He, mm. he wanted to be like Steve Trevor in that Wonder Woman series. That's right. He was wow. Steve Trevor. To, yeah, wow. absolutely. So he stuck with the superhero television genre, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, really. He did. Don't get yep. Batman, damn it, I'm getting Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm getting Wonder Woman. Okay, <laughs> give it a choice. <laughs> well, true. I think he made the smarter choice. Now, I don't know if you've seen it, but there is some test footage of the pilot episode with Lyle Wagner as Bruce Wayne. Oh, really? is there? No, I haven't seen there it. There is. I have not seen yeah, it. Yeah, you can see. Now, it's interesting. He's a similar type of looking guy. He's a handsome kind of movie star looking guy. He's tall and slim, like you talked about. He's very dignified. That you know, jawline is nice. The thing, if you watch the test footage, though, he doesn't go, like we just talked about, over the top serious. He plays it like a regular show, a regular movie. He's not in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I watched, the guy said he could have done it, but he couldn't have done it the way that Adam West did it. True. Well, like, I never thought Adam West was the handsome leading man, though. He never came across that way to me. I know he did the Bruce Wayne parts, and that's when mm-hmm. you would see his face and he would have the hair done and all that. Yeah. But he never came across to me in my memory as being that handsome uh, Sean Connery, James Bond, you know, leading man, butch type of guy. He, I don't know. He just came across as a goof to me. (laughs) 
Well, he was already an established actor. Well, yeah, he had done Nestle Quick commercials. Of course he was established. <laughs> <laughs> he had done lots of stuff. Yeah. I, I always thought he was a handsome fellow. I thought he was dapper. Yeah. You know? He had classic looks, I thought, like kind of 1950s. Yeah. Well, you, sort you, of. you see him in other stuff before and after, and you're like, well, now all you see is like, oh, that's Batman doing something else. But mm-hmm. So the other one I mentioned, Burt Ward, the boy Dick wonder. Grayson. Oh, yeah. The yep. second part of the dynamic duo. Yep. Dick Grayson and Robin. Holy whatever, Batman. <laughs> he had all the holy lines, didn't <laughs> holy he? Holy catfish, Batman. Can we talk about that? Yeah, holy whatever, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I looked somewhere. He had holy something. There were hundreds of times oh, yeah. he had used that across the series. Oh, I believe yeah, it. And there was all these different things. It was the pun punchline throughout the entire comedy mm-hmm. dialogue yeah. of the show. Whatever it is, right. If it's a shark, holy shark bite, Batman. Holy, yeah, right. holy Christmas <laughs> present, Batman. Whatever it was, it was yeah. holy that, Batman. <laughs> yep. Holy Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. Right. <laughs> holy Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> Unlike West, more than 1,100 people auditioned holy for that cow. That's, yeah. a, that's a huge casting call. That wow. was tight. In that Lyle Wagner footage, I told you, it's some other guy doing it. Nobody you recognize that I recognize, just some other young actor doing it. But ultimately, Dozier cast Ward because he said, the reason we selected you was in our minds, forgetting television, if there really was a Robin, you would be it. We knew it the minute you came in. Hmm. That's got to be flattering as an actor to go, you are the character, you know? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he didn't really have to audition that hard. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> you walked in, we saw you in those tight little green pants and we said that's our Robin. that's our guy i know it's not like you said oh you're our susan kane we nobody else right. can play that role but you <laughs> nobody else you're can say holy catfish batman except for you right. <laughs> here's what we'd like you to read it's 40 different holy things holy this yeah. holy that holy whatever <laughs> this is weird yeah perfect so, you're, you're, cast. you're like if he got through more than four of the holies without breaking a sweat and without laughing, laughing out loud yeah. then like he was up. robin yeah absolutely he's your man He's gone on to do a lot of stuff. He didn't do a lot of acting after Batman, but he went on to become a philanthropist. He's like a dog rescue guy. He takes care of animals that don't have homes. He said he went from being the uh, the boy wonder to the dog wonder or something he once said <laughs> in an interview because he just took that money and his fame and he invested it in taking care of animals. He became a big wow. philanthropist in that way. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Nice guy. Oh, before we leave this section, I mean, we got to talk about the theme song. Okay. Yeah. That oh, theme yeah. song was, Again. I mean, come on. No, 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 I mean, no, I was no, trying no, to forget no, no. the theme song, but you brought it back up, so thanks. <laughs> you can't. It's, it's, you can't. It's too late now. <laughs> Do you know that that was a top 40 hit? And it won a Grammy Award? A really? Grammy Award? Yeah. No kidding. For best instrumental theme. Huh. Well, not for the lyrics, that's for sure. I'm trying to imagine that playing on the radio. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a weird thing to be putting on the radio for a top yeah, 40. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. hold up to something like Greatest American Hero. That was no. a theme that could play on the radio. It's not a pop song. Yeah. It's purely a TV theme. Yeah. La, 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 you know, their theme song. You could see that being played on the radio. It was, you know, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Star right. Wars themes did play on the radio a lot. I remember that one playing a lot when did it first it? came out. Yeah. Did it? Really? Oh, Star Wars theme? Oh, yeah. I guess people on. just nuts about Star Wars. Well, yeah. Fine, let's listen well, to it. Yeah. I mean, that was its own phenomenon, and that probably played more from the movie being popular. This, mm. I, was Batman that yeah, popular? That song, man, that's so, such like earworm. At the time, I don't know that it was knocking it out of the park, but it was certainly popular. But why did the song get so popular? I don't know. It's it's not an inspired song. It feels like somebody just knocked it off in an afternoon. I'm know? just trying to figure out why somebody decided to play it on the radio in the first place. Like, how did he get submitted to the Grammys? <laughs> Maybe it's just it was so weird and out there. And <laughs> the guy who actually wrote the theme, uh, Neil Hefty, he actually wrote the theme for the Odd Couple series as well. That's the exact same theme. I can, I can see kind of hear that. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, great. Now I have two songs in my head. Thanks, George. 
Oh. He never returned. Payback. Before we move into talking about those guest stars that we had alluded to, I want to quickly run around the table with a quick question, as we often do. So this was the very leading edge of Gen X. This came out in 66, which is like this Gen X typically starts around 65. Like this was the bleeding edge. We were all quite young. Even the old grandpa Mo, you were quite young. <laughs> yep. To have watched this in first run would have been tough. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to ask you, what do you remember? What is your memory? How do you think of Batman? How did you watch it or whatever? George, I'm going to start with you. Kind of what's your connection to it? I don't know. Yes, like seven different questions there. So let me figure out which one I I'm did. Going to <laughs> Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was obviously reruns after school oh, in yeah. the afternoons. That's what I remember the most about watching Batman. Um, it wouldn't have been... If, even if it had been on during primetime, I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it because we only had the one TV and my dad controlled it when he got home. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, I just have more impressionistic memories of it rather than imperialistic data. Like we talked about before the podcast started recording, John, Star Trek. I can name episode names. I can remember right. people Actors, specifically plots. in certain things. Oh, yeah. The Planets. whole nine yards. <laughs> Production value trivia wasn't whatever with batman it's i remember fight scenes mm-hmm. and i remember wall walking and <laughs> i remember people popping out of windows that i didn't know who the fuck they were or why they were popping out of windows <laughs> in the first place but i think i remembered more than anything the villains and i know we have a segment where we're going to talk a lot about the villains yep, so i that's think right. that's what i remember the most the bad guys yeah. okay yeah that makes sense so just two years older than you so i was born in 69 and so while I could have watched it in first run as a toddler, I didn't, of course. Like you, it was on every day after school. You know, mm-hmm. you come home and there were cartoons and stuff. But then kind of it was almost that segue between the cartoons mm-hmm. in the early afternoon and before you got in like news time. It'd be like, you know, 430 or 5, this would be on. And it was like the last thing I watched before my parents took over the TV, usually in the <laughs> afternoon. And like you, I can't remember probably specific plot lines or stories it's the feeling of the show like you just show me one second like you flash a second of the show and you recognize it right away and when i think of it i think of home after school having a peanut butter sandwich gonna do my homework later but first this is the thing i can use to procrastinate and really enjoy it was just for me (laughs) turns out i didn't know it was just for everybody it was a primetime show but it felt like it was just for kids and yeah the, the way that adam west to kind of nod and winked at you like you were kind of in on the joke made me feel like it was mine. Uh, but yeah, I don't see it as a thing. It's not a touchstone for me, but it's certainly a a factor of my childhood growing up that was always present as yeah. long as I can remember. Yeah. Now, Mo, being a little bit older, oldest, the oldest of the three of us, how do you remember Batman? Yeah, actually, I remember quite a bit because it, I mean, like you said, John, it's like it came on like that cusp time between cartoons and evening TV. It was like right like 430, it's like 4.35 time frame somewhere in there. But yep. it was on every day, Channel 11, WPIX in New York. <laughs> it's funny because I remember thinking that this was like an original show. I had no idea it was reruns. All reruns, yeah. Oh, we didn't right. know the difference. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know the difference. I'm like, this is where it's always been on here. You know, matter of fact, I would probably have a hard time picturing my dad watching it like on primetime TV or something. Mm. It seemed like it was made for me. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, some of the jokes were so odd that I probably didn't get them because they're just so mm. like just weird. But for the most part, though, I mean, seeing the fight scenes with the bing, bam, you know, all that stuff, I mean, it was awesome. So I definitely remember yeah. watching it. was like, it was a pretty much a staple for after school. I think it's fair to say none of us are Batman historical experts, no. but we all had it as part of the bedrock of our Gen X experience. We do have one member of the podcast team that is a historical expert on Batman 66, though. Oh, we do? Yeah. His name is Google. And we use the crap oh, yeah. out of him we to find out him, a right? whole bunch he's, of this stuff. He's a the fantastic interwebs. assistant. <laughs> 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're one of those who just can't get enough of Batman. Help is here. <laughs> I order you to surrender. I hope this doesn't depress you. <laughs> there. Feel better? It's only temporary relief, we know. But the next episode is just a few bat hours away. <laughs> Gentlemen, we just ended that last segment admitting that we are not deep dive experts on Batman 66. Mm -hmm. We just have our childhood memories of watching that show. And it showed because we left somebody out that should have been in that initial segment. Oh, no. Wait, who did we miss? There's only Batman, Robin. Who else? Well, we talked about the big two. There should have been the big yeah. three because the third star of that damn TV show, as far as I'm concerned, was the Batmobile. Oh, yeah. No oh, yeah. Well, oh, my God. That's yeah. one of the most iconic vehicles of television history. Yeah, totally impractical, but it was great. On behalf of Gen X Grown Up, I apologize to the guy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That you're was a total right. oversight. <laughs> yeah, that was a great car. <laughs> so, you know, our fourth uh, research assistant, Google, he's told us that this Batmobile <laughs> was designed by George Barris. I did know mm-hmm. this that it was an experimental 1955 lincoln called the futura i remember the futura, that from some right. other documentary yep. stuff that i've watched in the past but that batmobile to this day it's kind of like we talked about in the ghostbusters episode yeah if you got one prop from that movie you want the ecto right. one at the ecto right. right right in this one if you get a prop from Batman 66? Oh. It's the Batmobile. That's what you want. It has to be. It has to be. Uh, you know, a figurine of Batman in his gray and blue or Robin in his green, yeah. yellow, and red. I, those are okay. But it's okay. Yeah. Batmobile yeah. Bat- on yeah. a shelf with <laughs> no, lights. That's, that's some sweet stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Little red siren at the top, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just like the, the, the bubble windows. The bubble and, windows yeah. and the fins oh, off the goodness. back all on the, the tails. Fins, the mm. red pinstriping. Not even pinstriping, like fat striping all the yeah. way around <laughs> it, accenting those curves and lines. Did you have the little Batmobile car that had like the shot the little rockets out the back? No. Like right above the seat? I didn't have any Batmobile toys. That's why really? I'm sad. Oh my God. I, w- I still wish I had Yes, it. that's why I've been so grumpy my entire adult oh. life because I didn't oh. have a Batmobile toy. Yeah, it was like those, there's three pipes behind it where they sit. You shoot out stuff out of them. Like little spring-loaded rockets in there? Yeah. And you always lost it. That could not have lasted long on the market. Yeah. There had to be like 400 kids choked to death on those oh, yeah, pretty quick. Oh yeah, back before anyone cared. He <laughs> took out an eye, you know? <laughs> Well, this is pre-jarts. Remember, before jarts, you could That's have right. things that were dangerous. It was <laughs> okay. We all survived somehow. Just as an aside, though, the Batmobile, obviously, that's not the only vehicle associated with no. Batman 66, both the TV show. Later on, we're going to mention the movie. There was the Batcopter. There was yeah. a Batboat. Yep. I yep. vaguely remember a Bat Jetpack, I think, or something. I mean, there was just ridiculous amounts of everything that they needed. There was a bat boomerang. There was a bat this. There was a bat that. It was all bat, 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 bat. And... (laughs) 
<laughs> all of them were and funny it all as fit hell. on a damn utility belt somehow. <laughs> it, right? it was all in those little pouches. <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, I was on my belt. Really? It's it's a freaking horse saddle. Where'd you get that? Oh no, it's a bat saddle. It's right, they always saddle. had something. Oh yeah, I remember the bat cycle. Like when they went up to the helicopter, the bat cycle, split, right? Split into yes. two. Like the sidecar split off, so they of course, didn't, have to, right? didn't have to walk around the helicopter to of get in. Of course, it had to split in two. Yes, <laughs> that was essential for any chase. Well, of course. How was he going to do it? Uh, I mean, so in all kidding aside, obviously, you know, we talked about the big two, now the big three. That's not what made Batman for me. What made Batman for me were the villains. You said, I love the villains. And my favorite villain of all time, my favorite actor in that series, Burgess Meredith as the penguin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the song. (laughs) With the cigarette holder, you know. (laughs) Oh, God. And the top hat and the little crouch that he would do to walk around and everything. The monocle. Yes, the monocle. Oh, my God. Yes. Even after the Batman movie started coming out with Michael Keaton mm-hmm. and we had mm-hmm. uh, Danny DeVito play an incredible penguin, yeah. he still yep. wasn't my penguin. No, Burgess no, Meredith Burgess to this day it. is my penguin. And I can see inspiration of Burgess Meredith in DeVito's oh, portrayal as the penguin sure. too. Oh yeah, big time. No, it looked very different. It behaved different. But I mean, the, the mannerisms and kind of the, the hunch a little bit. Oh yeah. Burgess Meredith was, yeah. oh, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop Sorry. doing it. And as an actor too, we're going to talk about all of the people who were villains in this movie were huge actors and names in their own right. They're not nobodies. Yeah. How did they do that? Yeah, these are not like minor <laughs> actors even. I mean, these are like A-list people. No, there's <laughs> one or two of them that are A-list film actors. Yeah. And we, I mentioned it earlier. Film actors didn't transition into TV because it was taboo back then to go <sighs> from it was film Batman, to TV. Apparently. Or they offered them so much money. <laughs> if I you went know. from film to TV, your career was over. You were done. Yeah, like you didn't have so, to transition like today. People People flip back and forth all the time. Yeah. Which back then. Yeah. yeah. We're well, not going to talk about Batman without talking about the Joker. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. Batman yep. 66's Joker, Caesar Romero in that white face paint. Yeah. Another one. Oh, my. Jeez. What a talent. And I don't think at that point, at least in the Batman 66, the Joker wasn't the main bad guy. It was a whole rogues gallery of right. yeah. guys you would deal with. But the Joker, as played by Caesar Romero, he had the menace, even though it was kind of tongue in cheek menace and it was fun. He was such a big movie star, though, that. <laughs> He refused to shave his mustache. So it was okay on old greeny TVs, but you watch now in the transfers. He has his mustache. It's just painted white. He just painted over it, right? (laughs) They just painted over it. Yeah. I never noticed that. They just spackled the paint on top of it. Right. I never thought about it. He didn't even like try to like glue it down. It's just, he's just, there's a white mustache on with his white face paint. Well, because you know, he went on set that day and they said, okay, Caesar, we've got to shave your mustache for the Joker. The hell we are. Nah, just paint over it. I'm Caesar Romero. He's like, no, we're not. And you know that show, they couldn't have forced him to do it. Oh. They didn't have the clout oh, no. that he did nope. at that time. Yeah, they felt so, so grateful he was just there, you know, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's still, like, I'm, I'm going to keep going back to it. To me, he wasn't as iconic as Penguin in the series. Now, the one who kind of was, and there's two of them who played the role, was the Riddler. Riddler was very close to Penguin in oh, my eyes yeah. for the villains. Yeah. Yep. But I want to ask you two, which Riddler was your Riddler? Was Frank Gorshin your Riddler, or was John Aston your Riddler? Because they were two completely yeah. different guys. I'm going to go with 
John Aston just because he was on Adam's Family. <laughs> so okay, well, we, we can even it out then because Frank Gorshin by far was the Riddler I liked the most. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to swing voted over to Frank Gorshin because spandex yes! Riddler we way win. better than suit Riddler. <laughs> I have to go watch it again. To be honest, it's been a while. So <laughs> Gorshin would do that whole creepy crawly thing that like even what's that evil character in Dora the Explorer the swiper? Oh yeah, swiper, 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 swiper. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Riddler. I don't give a shit what anybody calls he him. Did this like, like creepy spider-like movements yes. and he was all like like he was but a mime Aston or something right? Aston was a no. businessman kind more, of yeah, character more straight laced yeah. yep Do you remember? which yeah. was a viable Riddler don't get me wrong but Frank Gorshin knocked it out of the park I mean to this day if I were to go to a convention and want to get a Riddler autograph it's going to be Frank Gorshin <laughs> one thing I remember is like the Riddler's riddles were just mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. oh yeah and as a kid I'm like I don't get it because here's I found one actually he says what does a turkey do when it flies upside down he gobbles up. <laughs> That's right, Robin. Of course, it's going to be the parade where everybody's eating turkey. I wonder, I, the like, balloon how did you is make that connection? Be a bomb at the parade because it's up <laughs> and it's a turkey. Here's my favorite one. What weighs six ounces, sits in a tree, and is very dangerous? A sparrow with a machine gun. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Batman, there'll be a sniper in the elm tree at the president's speech. Holy bird sniper, Batman. <laughs> the funniest thing is like you see all the characters around them, like Chief O'Hara and all those guys are like, of course. You know, I mean, they're like, naturally. It makes perfect sense. Good thinking, well, Batman. No, but of they course. couldn't say of course or naturally until Batman came up with it. What's that was he part said of it. the That's story, right? right? Yep. Batman had thing. to be the one to figure it out. Nobody else oh, could. God. Crazy. Some other great stars. I loved Vincent Price. Yeah. Shaved his head for Egghead. Well, actually, to shave his head was a bald cap. But yes, he was a bald Vincent Price. Yes. He might have been one of the biggest names at the time to be on the series. I mean, yeah, you got to think who Vincent Price was in the 60s. He was a movie star. Solid right. movie yeah. star. Some of the other guys are comedians or stand-up comics or singers or whatnot, but Vincent Price, legendary mm-hmm. horror movie star at that yeah. point. Yeah. And the one episode I remember seeing Vincent Price in as Egghead, I loved it was all egg puns. Oh, like I mean, everything he said it was related. His name is Egghead. Excellent. It was wonderful. Of course, it was great. Exactly. Egg, egg, so. <laughs> Come this way, Batman, while I scramble Robin. Right. You know, it's all yeah. Will Batman and Robin be over easy? Right. It's going to be crazy egg puns constantly. Uh, you said comics, Milton Burl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing him, but he played Louis the Lilac. I think he was only like in one episode. He was a one and done kind of thing. But still, though, it's pretty amazing. But it was Milton freaking Burl. I know. You can see Milton Burl being on Batman 66. Like, even if you don't remember the episode, if somebody tells you Milton Burl was on Batman 66, you automatically go, oh, of course he was. He's made for that show. Why wouldn't he Why be? Why wouldn't he be? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had the question earlier. So here, I'm going to throw this new one at you. All right. Uh-oh. Who is your Catwoman? Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. There were three or four? Was it Julie Newmar? Or was it Lee Merriweather? Or was it Eartha Kitt? Oh, <sighs> damn it, Mo. I, I kind of know who I would pick. Uh, uh, dang it I, you go george i don't know yet i kind of gotta go with eartha kit just because she's eartha fucking kit oh my god yeah does that woman command everyone's attention no matter she what does. she does yeah but julie yeah. newmar is pretty amazing i got julie pretty newmar good was awesome it. and <laughs> yeah, i, I was think great. i would lean i would lean toward julie newmar and no disrespect to lee merriweather but i mean julie newmar i think i saw her in the role more that probably helped it was well, the she first was one the that i saw right she was the first cast yeah, she, she was. was yeah uh but i mean it, it, it changed 
changed throughout the series as they recast and other stuff. But all three great actresses in their own oh, yeah. right. Eartha Kitt, especially as you said, Eartha fucking Kitt. I mean, it, right. <laughs> how do you get her in the first place? It's like but, if you had Aretha Franklin in that role, you'd just be like, it's it's Aretha yeah, Franklin. Like, okay, just do your thing. Everybody will love you. <laughs> we don't, we're not even going to call the character Catwoman. It's just Eartha Catwoman now. That's it. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. It'll work. I yep. just remember her like rolling the R's and stuff with the purring and stuff. Right. Right. I was like, right. oh, oh, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Now, I, I enjoyed Eartha Kitt more when I was a teenager, I can tell you that, because it was like, oh, there's something going on with Catwoman. It gives me a little tingle. What's going on with Catwoman yeah, now? She, I think she kicked Holly Berry's ass for sure. Oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we were just talking about, when we talked about the Ghostbusters, that backtrack a few weeks ago, how sometimes you end up casting someone because you didn't cast someone. It's just like a place filler that stays there. Sure, yeah. Slimer. The narrator that we all know, you know, at the end of the episode, will this be curtains for Batman or what you're that guy, you know, <laughs> right. That was William Dozier, the producer. Oh, wow. He couldn't find a voice he wanted. So he's like, I'll just do it. He was uncredited, but on the TV soundtrack, he's identified as, I love this, Desmond Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. That should be a supervillain in and of itself right, right there. But, oh but yeah, gosh. that was just the producer doing his thing. His yeah. narrator kind of was a little bit of a villain because he scared the crap out of me as a kid every time. Because right. I was like, oh my God, is Batman going to die? Impending doom, that voice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we talk about the guest stars. Okay, how can you forget the climbing up the side of the building window scenes? I didn't forget I that. I told you <laughs> no. that's one of my main <laughs> yeah. impressions from watching it as a kid because I didn't know who 90% of those people were yeah. when I was a little kid. But they would just pop out of these windows and ask the dumbest things or say the stupidest lines. And I was like, why are they in the show? Why haven't somebody pulled them out of that building and dropped them on the pavement? <laughs> the craziest thing is that, so you know that thing was shot, the camera laying on its side, yeah, right? Oh, right? So absolutely. Batman and Robin were pulling a rope and walking. And these guys were peeking up out of the floor, not right. out of the side of a building for starters, right? What I read somewhere, and actually researching for this, is that it was often celebrities who wanted to be on the show, but there was no role for them. And so oh, they really? said, <laughs> oh, we're going to make this recurring bit so you can be on the show. Ah, that makes total sense because that's what it felt like. Just a bit. It didn't feel it like was. part of the story. Yep. But I thought it was really great how like some of the characters were in their TV personas. Like they weren't themselves. Like Ted Cassidy, he came out as Lurch. Oh, right. It was Lurch yeah. that stuck his head I out. Remember it wasn't that. Ted Cassidy. So it's like, You're right. I guess as a way of like cross <laughs> advertising, I guess. Sure. This is what people knew you as. Yeah. If they were other ABC shows. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Green Horton and Cato popped out of the window. Yeah. As, did they? as themselves, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. Like Bruce Lee was on Batman. Before they yeah. guest starred on it. Well, that just made Batman that much better. So who else do you remember celebrities popping out of the windows? Uh, Dick Clark. Okay, Dick Clark. Jerry Lewis yeah. one time. Yep. Wow. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like a oh, laugh-in yeah. moment, like I was talking it about. Is. That's it's just like, absolutely. <laughs> right? Uh, Santa Claus popped out one time, I remember. <laughs> sure. Of course. <laughs> Why not? Batman was probably saving Christmas or some shit. Probably. <laughs> probably unrelated. I don't know. Uh, Art Linkletter, I know. Even Edward G. Robinson, for heaven's sakes. The oh, biggest geez. gangster actor yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin, see? Yeah. I just wonder what the Robin holy line was for Santa Claus. Like, holy ho, 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 Batman. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Fear not, America. They are still on duty. That legendary duo still humbly withholding their true identity under the guises of a noble flying rodent and a commonplace backyard bird. To the battle. But what's this? That's no tricycle, citizen. Holy femininity. Batgirl. Batgirl? Batgirl. Batgirl. We all love this show, but there was like so much like little trivia I found. I and mean, we all found actually kind of doing our old Google Assistant thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Google. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Google. But one thing I didn't realize, because again, we never none of us saw this in primetime when it first aired. It was actually on twice a week, which actually makes sense in hindsight, because the episodes were always like right. Will he get free? Will he like every episode was like a two parter pretty they much? They were always cliffhangers, sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense they would do that. And you know, it also makes sense too, because that thing at the end, the bat time. Bat channel thing. Same bat always, time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. channel. But it always said tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Same right, bat time. Right. Bat channel. So Wednesday, Thursday. Now I understand it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing is when I watched it, it felt like a serial to me. Like every episode flowed into the next one. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize until now, you look at the list of episodes, only every other one ended in a cliffhanger because Wednesday was the first part and Thursday, Thursday was, was the, the second conclusion. part. Yeah. And then a new story would start. But when you watch it five days a week, yeah. <laughs> you don't know that or you'd have one of them a cliffhanger on friday and you're like oh no waiting till monday to find out what happened you know i have <laughs> memories of watching one of the afternoon shows and it telling me uh same bat time same bat channel tomorrow and then the second part of it would not air right after it and it would be the start of another story oh, it'd be out of sequence like they didn't hear yeah. the oh, and that oh, would no. throw that's, me that's off a travesty did. and i was like <laughs> what happened what, what, well he's still alive did this happen after that or was this before that you know <laughs> Was I in a coma? Did I miss an episode? What happened? (laughs) We talked about those those signature fight scenes. Oh, yeah. And what's the biggest thing in the fight scenes that you think about is those giant graphics. Pow. Yeah. Biff. Biff. Yeah. That was a huge... I'd never seen anything like that before. That was straight out of... We said comic strip and comic book kind of thing. They look like comic art. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, Explosions, big starbursts. And they used them, too. I don't know if you noticed, they used them to cover up flubs. Oh, really? Oh, did they? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you can see those guys weren't... Stuntmen all the time. Oh, actually punching or things like that. Right. So they would make this big whiff because they couldn't hit the guy for real. Right. And they would make this whiff and he would be so far away that if you see it without the bow biff kapow thing on top of it, you can easily tell he's not even close to connect. That makes sense. I always thought of it as a way to accelerate pacing. Like these things kept popping Mm. out. It made it like a music video, make it fast paced so things were going quickly because these guys weren't moving quickly. They were just kind of walking around a room swinging at each other. they weren't. chairs but of all of those animations or just stills that pop out or whatever they are they're like kapow was the biggest one 54 times kapow was used really i believe that (laughs) boff and pow tied for 
33 and 32 overlays were only used once. So hmm. just in case you cared. <laughs> and they appeared 832 <laughs> times. Thank you, Google, throughout wow. the life of this series. <laughs> Somebody went through however many years this thing was on the air and counted each one of those. Oh, so I was going to skip it, but since you mentioned it, a total of 1,120 exclamation points appeared on screen. <laughs> that's, that's, wow, that is you a know serious I didn't, trivia. I didn't do that. My research myself, that was somebody that's absolutely too much time on their hands, but yeah, thank definitely. you for doing it. That's like the guy who runs the Batman 66 Museum out of his barn in Iowa. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. Those are nuggets he, he pulls out during right. the tour. You know, how many exclamation points? Anybody have a guess? Anybody? <laughs> One thing I didn't know was that currently, you know, Mr. Freeze, we've seen him in a bunch of Batman cartoons now and movies. And oh, stuff. you mean Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. Chill out. I didn't know that the original name was Mr. Zero and the TV series changed mm-hmm. it to Mr. Freeze. Yep. And then that became it. That became canon from that yeah. point on. Well, it didn't become canon until they moved it back into the comics. When it was on the TV show, comic fans didn't say it was canon. Of course, 66, I don't think canon was really a thing either. But obviously, they that's where they, I was imagine they took it from that because it was after they started calling Mr. Freeze well, at the comic book started. Well, yeah, DC was going into bankruptcy around this time period. The true. TV show was the most popular thing they had. Wow. So you're saying the comics reabsorbed things that happened in the yeah. show and made them real in the comic. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I'm sure that that's very common. Go with a winner, huh? <laughs> wow. The thing I read that was most intriguing to me that, uh, of course, because it's related to King Kong, but the the Batcave set was built on the same spot where the Skull Island Gate was in the old 33 King Kong. You know, like oh, the big well, the Jurassic Park King gates. Kong. Like the big gate. Yeah, yeah the original yeah, King yeah. Kong. Like, wow. But it was same inside spot. a studio, right? Yeah, so it had been gone, but that's the same spot where they put the Batcave. Just some some guy who had worked on, on King Kong and said, hey, you know where you have the Batcave? Coincidentally. Uh, and that <laughs> gate, by the way, was burned down to simulate the burning of Atlanta for Gone with the Wind in 39. <laughs> a lot of cinematic history. Yeah, the, the King Kong gate huh. was burned. Yeah, and they used that because, of course, it wasn't a stone Wait, well, gate. Hold on. It was actually hold on. lumber. John yeah. is trying to turn this Batman backtrack into a King Kong backtrack. Next thing you know, we're going to be talking about Fay Ray and how it led into Donkey Kong. Oh, I haven't so even since done you my... mentioned it, Donkey Kong was <laughs> often related to Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I had my Godzilla reference I was going to throw in there, but I was going to skip it. It's just, you have more restraint than I do. Yeah. Back For, on focus, gentlemen. We're talking yes, about yes. Batman 66. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of scenery, one of the things in the cinematography, when you see that scenery, you notice how sometimes when you see villains, the camera's crooked, like it's off yeah, its it's skewed. Yeah, it's on an angle yes. or something. Or like something, the Riddlers yeah. was always on a diagonal. Yes, whenever you saw that, it was known as oblique or Dutch in, in cinematography. And it was mm. because the villains are crooked and it gave the sense of something being uncomfortable and, and out of alignment. And it was, it was like a subliminal thing. That's actually pretty, yeah. pretty sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, when you think about it, well, now you watch it and it's a little too on the nose. Like you wouldn't see a modern film and you see the bad guy and the camera's always at a 10 degree tilt well maybe not but you know you're talking about 50 years between the two so of course right yeah yeah but it was like this visual hint it's like how the bad guy in westerns wears a black hat it was one of those things it was a hint to go oh something's off here something's wrong you know what it tells (laughs) me though when you're talking about them using that sophisticated idea to convey the unease Mm -hmm. and stuff and we talk about all the other things it feels to me like the costume department on batman 66 just wasn't up to snuff of the other departments because the (laughs) costumes were 
awful. Yeah, yeah. Kind of I mean, patched half together. The time I expected his, his bat logo on his chest to like fall off of the To fall costume. off. It looked like it was peeling off right? all the time, yeah. didn't it? And the drawn on eyebrows on this cowl. The drawn yeah. on eyebrows on the cowl. Oh my God. Silver pin or whatever that was. Yeah. Right. The costumes now look glorious. When you look back oh, at 66 yeah, Avenue, oh, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, oh that's so yeah. awesomely bad. But at that time, as a kid, I was like, those costumes look crappy. I don't want one of those. I think Halloween. I can make that. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Batman pajamas that are better than this. <laughs> underoos, of course. The underoos were, exactly. frankly, they were screen printed. At least they were real. <laughs> <laughs> the logo wasn't falling off. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Holy Guadalcanal, Batman! What now? What now? Why, everything's new as Batman and Robin battle crime with a battery of wonderful new Bat-novations. The Bat-copter. The Bat-boat. The Bat-cycle. And Flash, a late bulletin from... The Cape. Three, two, one. The Bat Rocket blasting off. See the dynamic duo dangle from new heights of danger. Careful, Robin, it's quite a drop. All good things ultimately come to an end, and that's almost true of this backtrack. But first, we got to talk about the impact and legacy of this show. It only ran three years, but ultimately ended after 120 episodes. Wow, wow that's a lot. The last one airing <laughs> March 14th, 1968. Wow, 50 episodes. Well, keep in mind, it was two a week. Yeah, it yes, was two true. a week, and the that's typical true. thing is 26 weeks or so is a typical yep. yes, a series year. back yep. then. It's about right. So 50 episodes, yeah, wow. Is there like a, a number of episode threshold to be syndicated? also because we talked about that before on something i think there is today yeah but they had, they had plenty they had three yeah, seasons true. and plus they had it was like having six seasons because they yeah, had 120 episodes. i don't know that that can be a real thing john because next generation had zero episodes and was immediately in syndication well now it's a thing where okay. syndication happens yeah. back then they, it was just reruns right because who yeah. would you syndicate it to there was only three networks <laughs> who's gonna <laughs> syndicate true. it and pbs wasn't buying any of it right abc was running old abc crap nbc yeah. was running yeah. old nbc crap there was no syndication then but we alluded to of course over the life of the show batman the movie that came out mm. during that at the end of the first year remember they started they were going to yeah. do a movie so they did the film and they released it in july of 66 it was called batman colon yeah. the movie <laughs> <laughs> just like the show same yeah. it was the same thing but all the villains were in it though right that was when all the villains were in it when- it did it had the whole yeah. rogues yeah. gallery they all ganged it. up they yep. did yeah yep that was the one that had the bat copter was that the yes. one where the bat copter did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, he's coming out of the water and there's a shark attached to his leg. And the leg shark and- is hanging on it. And he's got the bat repellent. Oh, my God. The bat, yeah, shark. The bat shark. The rubbery shark. The shark oh, yeah. repellent. <laughs> bat shark repellent. Where'd you keep it? Oh, it's in my belt. Utility belt. It's How do bats 
develops some kind of secretion that repels sharks. Hey, hey. Why is there hey, bat hey, shark hey, repellent? Hey, don't, don't dig too deep in this. <laughs> don't dig too deep. Don't peel too many Just, layers off the onion. Oh, no, no. Don't, don't go more than one layer deep. It's a very thin skin. <laughs> we had mentioned that Batman had been around for 25 years or so before the TV show ever came out. It had a rich legacy and everything. Mm-hmm. But even in that time, there had been very little merchandise wise. It was just another comic book. You know, and there was Superman stuff, but not so much Batman, which you said, yeah. George, was kind of like the runner up in the DC world. But after Batman 66, buying Batman stuff, that was part of being a fan of sure. just so yeah. much, thousands of products. And even today, the retail presence for bat shirts and bat tees and whatever. Yeah, logos and yeah. It's one of my wife's favorite t-shirts is her Batman t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen her wear it. I know what you're saying, right? <laughs> But now you go to a convention today, you know, and if you see, okay, let's say they have superhero logos. Number one is the Superman shield, right? Right. Yes. But number two, if you have those, you've got a Batman crest of some form. It could be the old 66 oval. It could be the the big spread wing from the movies or whatever. But Batman merch is absolutely everywhere, probably bigger than anything else. It's odd because when you think about it in the context of the comic book world, Marvel is by far dominating DC right now as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. the movies. and everything that's out there for the general audience, not just the comic fans. But when you're talking about logos and symbols, there's no question. Superman's first. Batman. Batman second. Captain America might be a distant third. Maybe. With the, the shield. Best, yeah, sure, with the yeah. shield. Yeah. Yeah, but let me tell you, though, I mean, I almost think Batman logo may be more popular now than Superman. I think it's more, it's higher regarded than the Superman. Superman yeah. still sells more. It's just like, you know, Hulk Hogan in wrestling versus Ric Flair. Hulk Hogan's going to sell more. <laughs> Ric Flair was by far the better wrestler, and the people who follow <laughs> wrestling love Ric Flair uh, quite a bit more more than they do Hulk Hogan most. Hold, hold so. on. Now George is trying to turn this into a wrestling backtrack. <laughs> You're getting on me for King Kong requests. now. We've had wrestling requests. <laughs> did, did that satisfy it? Are we done with wrestling now? I probably No, we're not, not done with wrestling. So. No, okay. I've got like, I've got like a whole series planned for individual territories and wrestlers. Oh boy. Good gracious. <laughs> In a special wrestling miniseries. Yeah, it's coming. Right. That's what <laughs> 26 of them coming yeah. out. Letters A through yeah. Z. Yeah, but that logo, I mean, it's the yeah. bat signal. It's shining in the clouds. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, oh, yeah, of course. Well, think about the toys that you wanted when you were a kid. I'm going to ask you guys. I know the one that I wanted the most was the bat belt, the little tool belt thing. And I wanted Utility stuff belt hanging deal. off of it yep. and everything. Yep. I never got one. But did you guys have a bat toy? I mean, besides the Batmobile, we all know yeah. that's number one on the list. But did you guys yeah. have I had a Batmobile, toys? for sure. Had yeah. I, had, I, had a, I had a die-cast Batmobile, I, did too. I know. Yeah. 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 But I never had anything else, really, other than T-shirts and stuff like that. But I never had, yeah, like, I a, didn't get I didn't get dressed up, though. No. I had the underoos. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I had the Batman underoos. Well, they were better than the damn show's costumes. I just had the most bizarre image flash in my head right then, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. So let's move on. Well, what I was thinking, I almost said, do you still have them? And then I thought better of it, because I don't want to know if you still have them. Exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll go put them on video right now. No, 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 no. That's so, okay, man. Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> We had talked about the show reverse influencing the comic books, but George, I think, didn't they do a series of comic books about the TV series later? Didn't they? They uh, flipped the script. There was a Batman 66 comic book series. Yeah, it was uh, okay. 2013, roughly oh, wow. when it came out. Fairly recent then. That's interesting. It was a show based on the books, but this book was based on the show. And they, so all the artwork and all the way that they handled things inside the comic book was done as though it were the TV show. 
show. So you had all the graphics and the campy, holy Batman line, one liner kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I've never seen it, but like, I don't want to buy a compendium and read every one, but I feel like I want to go to the digital comic book store and grab one and read right. it. Just to see what it was like. Just yeah. to see what it's like. Yeah. Cause I've seen them do that with Star Trek year four mm-hmm. uh, of the five year mission. Cause we got only yeah. three years of the show. They did that series. I know they did the $6 million man. They did a continuation of the series. They did like a year five or six or whatever to continue the series. And it's it never ended. Firefly. I didn't know they did it with Batman. Yeah. That's right. Firefly continuing the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we had talked about the iconic uh, William Dozier line. Same yeah. bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> That's awesome. Where have you not heard that? People use that all the time. I know that we used it in my family as just to say that we're going to do this again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, oh, meet you back here. Same bat time. Ah, ha, ha, you know, yeah. and after a while, it wasn't even a joke. It was just meant tomorrow. You need right. to do it again. You know, yeah. it's an iconic one liner, just like the holy Batman, whatever. You yeah. Know? Yep. The other thing was like how the Batman 66 became, you wouldn't have Lego because Lego, the Lego Batman series, that's also very tongue in cheek, very funny. Mm-hmm. They have the main character who plays it very serious. I think that's definitely a direct nod to that well, TV that's, show. Uh, Will Arnett. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right, right. And he plays it's it so very dark. serious, very, <laughs> very dark. Yeah. It's funny that this is just around for three years and it was such a different, campy, colorful look at Batman than what we'd seen in the comics before it. But it's become one of the, this is one of the flavors of Batman that absolutely everyone respects. You know, if sure. you're going to have t-shirts, but we'll have a 66 t-shirt. It's going to be right. gray. It's going to have the little logo, right? You were talking about Lego, Mo. They did the Batman, like the cowl and the head and everything. Right. But they've done one for the 66, which is mm-hmm. the bright blue with the freaking white eyebrows on yeah. it out of Lego. You know, <laughs> it's one of the versions of Batman that absolutely, it has not faded. I'm sure there are other you know versions of comics and stuff, but they always include this one. Every now and then I'll see a cosplayer at a convention with the Batman 66 costume as opposed yeah. to yeah. The Chris yep. Nolan, big muscled up armored Batman. Actually, it's one of the few costumes us middle-aged guys can wear and get away with. Right. Yeah. We can do that. We can do Fat Thor. Real easy. Exactly. So, yeah, we can <laughs> that's that's, that's it, right. pretty much. <laughs> Before we get out of talking about Batman 66, though, I, I know we've touched on so many things that were important to us or that we remember, but I want to ask each of you, what for you, out of the entire pantheon of you know Batman 66, what's the most memorable character or scene or episode that you think of when somebody says, Batman 66 what just absolutely jumps to mind for you mo i, I see you laughing it, it just, you just a button, but one i don't know why this stuck in my head so much but i think it's because i was watching with my brother and we both did like when these double takes and looked at each other is when catwoman's trying to convince batman to run away with him with her and he okay. says well what about robin and she's like eh, we kill him who needs him with this holy this and holy that <laughs> <laughs> and he's like kill robin i mean it was just, really like did she just say that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will Robin be killed? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, uh, to hang out with Julie Newmar. Uh, yeah, Robin may go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 50-50. Let me think or it will over. Will the dynamic duo become a terrific trio? <laughs> Find out next bat time. It was, it was yep. just an, I was like, did she just say that? Really? Just kill Robin? <laughs> you know, the one that always jumps to mind when I think of it, that is the most Batman-y of all the Batman 66 stuff, comes from uh, the movie, the Batman the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's trying to get rid of the bomb. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so first, it's a cartoon bomb. Yeah. It's like a beach ball right. with a little cap on top and it's long fuse. 
It's like a wily e. coyote bomb, right? It is. It is right. <laughs> he might say TNT on the side. I don't know. It probably does. <laughs> and he runs one way, and there's nuns crossing the street. You can't go that way. And he runs the other way, and there's like a lady with a baby carriage. And he runs the other way, and there's freaking ducks crossing the road. <laughs> yeah. He will do no harm to anyone. He cannot find. And I think he even says, "There's nowhere to get rid of a bomb in this oh, no. city, or something." He's like, yeah, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. You just can't get rid of a bomb. Right? <laughs> just a typical Batman problem. And there's problem. nothing like an Adam West run down a street. Oh my god. <laughs> that kind of duck walky kind right. of run. Oh Do you man. remember that scene where uh they have to run someplace that's a mile away? He says, We only have three minutes. And he says, Batman, that'll be a world record. He says, Superheroes are made to break world records. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> and they do the bat run to get there. It's oh. ridiculous. And George, what about your most memorable whatever character uh, scene, whatever? Penguin. Burgess yeah. Meredith to, you know, Burgess. to Burgess. Way. <laughs> Yeah, just the whole way his <laughs> Burgess Meredith's great actor. everybody knows him from the Rocky films. That's what yeah. most people oh, yeah. today probably love him from but i think he really threw himself into that role the same way frank gorshin did with the riddler the other people Mm -hmm. like you said cesar romero you're not shaving my mustache they didn't throw themselves into the character nearly as much as burgess meredith did with that penguin i think he really enjoyed playing that role and now as an adult i think what i remember makes me happy because i feel like he enjoyed doing that Mm. so you get to see him doing something you liked but yeah. he was enjoying it at the same time. Yeah. So cool. Oh, wow. Plus, he did such a great job. He said he just does an amazing job wait, in that wait, role. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't think of Penguin without thinking of his character. Right. I can't. No, no. You can't yeah. think of any Penguin without thinking of him. I get it. Yeah. Hey, we could keep talking about Batman 66 and all to go down rabbit holes, but I think we have a good overview. We have reminisced about it. I've had a great time spending here with you guys talking about it. And that's going to wrap it up for this backtrack edition of the show. Hey, listener, don't worry. We'll be back in two weeks with another one. But next <laughs> week the regular edition of our show until then i am john george man thank you so much for being here yes sir <laughs> Mo, you know i appreciate you it's always fun man <laughs> fourth listener it's you we appreciate most of all we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody <laughs> Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Batman. But the other one he was in competition with, Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner. Lyle I Wagner. Know I know Who's the name. That? Sounds familiar. Uh, you know him if you. Okay, you can't pull that out and not know the guy. Because <laughs> he said it like we should know who it is. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know what else he was. I thought you guys would know who he is. I have no idea who he I, is. I want to say cowboy TV shows. Yeah, well, I'm just going with that because of Wagner. <laughs> Sounds like well, a cowboy name. Yeah, true. <laughs> Have we done a TV show before? I think we just done movies, though. <sighs> not not, not sure. a specific show. I don't not think. just a TV show. I don't know, yet. but if okay, we haven't, anyway. then that means we got to do Dukes of Hazard at some point. There's a whole bunch more to do. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. So much more to do. Okay, hit five, four, three. We, we just fleshed out the next four years of Backtrack. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. <laughs> I expected fully for you to do same bat time, same bat channel. How <laughs> you did you not for do it. that? He did I kept top, looking though. for places to plug it in. And then I, I, I kind of overdid it already. So. <laughs> 
In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.